whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. We did it! You did okay, it. You guys. <laughs> that. Oh my God. You guys might be able to see us dance and lip sync to our uh-huh. opening. Uh-huh. This is a new. This is a new thing I'm trying out. I really am trying, you guys, the best I can mm-hmm. when I'm not in bed watching documentaries about castles. <sighs> now, Jessica, I'm going to say my face. Welcome is to the Ransom Raves podcast oh yeah okay but before we get to that my face is horrifically clear to me i can see myself very well you are extremely fuzzy to me now how do i look to you that's a relief to hear uh you are very sharp and look great and i see your fabulous glasses that i commented on last week you look great but how do you look to you i mean you know I'm not asking for your opinion on your physical. I'm asking about your connection. I mean, it's slightly soft, but not really. I mean, it's pretty clear. Me? Oh, if I look at you through my cell phone, you're perfectly clear. But on my computer screen, you're very pixelated. (laughs) That's very weird. Anyway, well, listen, we're trying. Hey. We're trying. I have. We're trying. How about this? Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I'm Dana Powell. And I'm Jessica Young. And we are here to rant and rave. We are here to rant and rave. Okay, got a few bumps. There's a few bumps we're ironing out. There's a big delay. You guys, just bear with us. I just don't understand why there would be a delay, though. I'm on 5G. What are you on? Mm, I, I don't even look anymore. I've, I've had it. Oh, <laughs> okay. I have. I, like, I've given up on all wireless technology, bandwidths, cell towers looking to like out, trees. I'm just trying to figure out, like, is it because you have a computer from 1972? Or is it a bad internet connection? <laughs> I mean, my computer's still updating. I just did the new Monterey update, so it can't be too old yet. (laughs) Unlike my last computer. I don't know what you're talking about. What? Like Monterey, the each thing that they update on Mac? You have a Mac? Uh, iOS? El Capitan, Monterey, the Channel Islands. Uh huh. Okay. (laughs) The Channel Islands? Is that a real one? I think so. If I don't not, think so. <laughs> listen, Apple, we have plenty of coastal uh, places that you can. <laughs> we have plenty of coastal places that you can name your software to. You know, what's so funny is that now that we're using video, even though I don't know if people are going to be able to see you, I can see your sh- the shape of your head and your glasses. But I did see Alan walk behind you very well, and it seemed to scare you. Like he, like you were like, is this a stranger or is this person going to hit me? That is totally correct and on par for me. First of all, 
it was a very loud that was your husband shaking i thought maybe there was an earthquake or something happening but i legitimately saw him walk through the other way you knew that he was in the house dana this is a daily occurrence (laughs) Do you know that if I'm brushing my teeth and I know I I personally have deadbolted and locked the front door, no one else is here. We're great. We're going to bed. I will be brushing my teeth. And if I look up and he likes to sometimes stand behind me, either to deliberately scare me or just standing there waiting. So we only have one sink really sucks. I know Uh that's first world problems, Uh, but having one sink, you know, no, no, thanks. Um, I will be brushing my teeth and look up and I'll see. So like something is transmitting to my brain. I I see his face. I see that it's Alan. Doesn't matter. It's still stranger, danger, intruder, intruder. And I will let out a blood curdling scream. And every time he's like, what is wrong with you? You know, sure. Because how many years have you been married? (laughs) (laughs) Say it. I mean, a long time. Long time, yes. years. Let's yes. say years. Yes. I don't know why we're hiding. We've been together <laughs> because I'm always iffy on that date. Uh, we've been together 16 years, married for six or seven. Oh, okay. I'm not totally. Remember sure. when I thought you didn't invite me to your wedding? I was yes, mad. I never had a I wedding. Was just like, oh, I didn't get to go. I know. <laughs> but I was horrified that you thought that a lot of people said that. They're like, oh, I, I didn't realize you. I didn't even know you guys were married. I'm like. Yes, but yeah, we never had a wedding. We just had a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am, at the uh, Beverly Hills Courthouse with a bouquet of fake flowers and our friend Nick Armstrong standing in as the one and only witness. I called him at 10 o'clock the night before, and I'm like, even though this isn't our real wedding, I I, I can't bear just having a stranger. Can you just please come there and be there? And he's like, yeah. Aww. And then we did it, and we That's went out sweet. for brunch, and then we all went about our lives like nothing had happened. <laughs> I think that's very sweet and romantic, except for the fact that you said wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, at the Beverly Hills Courthouse, because it sounds like you guys consummated your marriage that's at true. the courthouse. Which we did Very not. quickly. I will tell you, as a quick aside, what did happen, and I remember being revolted, shocked. And even, dare I say, outraged by it. Oh. The people that were waiting, that were going in after us, said, excuse me. And I don't remember how they asked it or what happened. They ended up asking Nick and even offering to pay him if he would then be their witness. I'm like, why do you want oh. my friend, our close person? I thought you were going to say to marry them. <laughs> no, that like, had to I be need the a little <laughs> tiny lady who I'm telling you was all of... 411 and cute as a button and probably 92 years old um she was the person officiating but no they asked him to be the witness i'm like what does it matter whether it's a courthouse employee or my friend that you also or, don't know it was so yeah, weird strange. they were like oh please <laughs> would you be our witness and i was like why and as usual They're like he's funny <laughs> I mean, I guess he was joking when we came. I don't know. It was very, very bizarre. Who knows? That is bizarre. You and I did, before we get into the, the bulk of the show, we won't take mm-hmm. up too much time because I think our last episode was six hours long, but we just <laughs> haven't seen each other very much. I know. We don't talk you guys... much. We, 
It's been a lot. So um, texting, we text all the time and send each other ridiculous and important stuff. But it's totally different when you're gabbing with a friend. Come on. Yes. You can't can't replace that. Just like we met a few weeks ago. We didn't come up for air. I felt like we had been there 10 minutes. We had been there two hours. We didn't even snap a picture of the occasion. Nope. No, nothing. No. Um, but we did do something together recently mm-hmm. that I've been waiting for for a long time. Yes. We went to the What's opera it? together. Did you love it? I loved it. I mean, you... loved it. First of all, we saw Lucia de la Lamour, I think. That's how you say the rest of it. Lucia, <laughs> Lucia after short. de la Lamour. Ah, the singers were amazing. Jessica could not calm her body down because she's in love with Arturo. He's a resident <sighs> performer at Cruz, and the tenor also, from Mexico. Yes, he's very handsome, beautiful voice. So he's handsome. also well aware that Jessica's in love with him because at the end of the opera, I don't know if this is normal, but as we were clapping and saying "Bravo, Bravo," and she, well, she comes up "Bravo, Bravo." I know the difference. I'm when Arturo comes up, I'm like, bravo, bravo. And I just hear Jessica go, I love you, Arturo. I, <laughs> I jerk really my head. I'm did. like, is that appropriate opera behavior? <laughs> anyway, Jessica screamed out that she loved Arturo at, while we were bravoing. I did, like loud. And I hope you have no me. shame. <laughs> yeah. No shame about it. None. And we were in the orchestra, y'all. We got some real nice seats. Our seats were amazing. And the staging of it, whoever the artistic (sighs) designer was, like, it felt like you were walking through a city. But what also, there were two other really cool things, and then we'll move on. So it was the first time that the new conductor was up. What's her name? Mm -hmm. I'm not good with names. Do you remember? Oh, I'm mortified. Uh, I'm going to look her up. It doesn't matter. You You can look it up. She was incredible. She's a young, new conductor, Hispanic. I mean, it was so fun to watch her. So there was that. And then also they were using video cameras, which I had never seen a play, a live stage play, use a camera in that way where they were in the back like you could see secret little scenes going on while the show was happening and it informed the story so well. It was mind blowing, honestly. It was incredible. There was a DP, a director of photography on stage the entire yes. time. And as you're watching female. the opera lot, yes, it was another yeah. kind of groundbreaking that there are female DPs. You don't see as many. Same with conductors. You don't see mm-hmm. I've never seen a female conductor, I don't think. I don't think I have I'm either. still trying to find her name. School. And I'm mortified because our internet just doesn't want to work proper. Listen, this was a very female-heavy uh, production crew, which was awesome. phenomenal. <clears throat> but the DP was filming, and like Dana said, you're watching the opera unfold live on stage with the whole ensemble but then you're seeing these intimate moments maybe of lucia and edgardo played by archero mm-hmm. chacon cruz um mm-hmm. and it was I, I let me tell you something i wrote uh an email to my bosses of the company that i work for where we're able to get tickets to these amazing things and i saw yeah. one of my dear friends 
Darren last night at a rehearsal and told him the same. He does not like the opera at all. And I went into rapture, like almost shrieking at him and pleading with him and begging him to go see it. I'm like, you just made a short film. You have interest in that. If nothing else, I know you don't like the opera. I said, I'm not blowing smoke or trying to trick you. I'm begging you to see it because this was groundbreaking. Uh, and it's bringing it really the was. opera to the 21st century. This is not our parents' 100%. opera. No, God, no. And it was <sighs> not that my parents even liked opera. But, <laughs> <laughs> but th at one point, there was an entire city and three full cars on stage. Yes. Like the spectacle of it. That's why I love opera. I love yep. the spectacle of opera. And there it was is something seamless. magical. Oh, mm -hmm. God. There were people. You were just like, where did those cars come from? Like they Seriously. just appeared. And you like didn't a hear little, a peep. Little truck and two. No. Mm -mm. No. And you're like, how did they get on here? Because at one point. I even nudged you and went, there's no wheels on those cars. They were like stacked <laughs> on top of milk crates and stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know how they got there. I don't. It was mind blowing. I can't thank you enough for taking me, Jessica. We oh had a such pleasure. a lovely time beforehand. We got, we got there early and went to the wine bar. I still owe you money. Don't let me forget. Um, and had charcuterie. And then I Fancy had that like drink. Dorsey rainbow drink. Yes. That. I just took a still photo of that drink and put it in my Instagram stories. And I don't know about y'all. I won't say numbers because I don't want to make anyone feel like, oh, Dana's, you know, bragging. Or it's just really sad that she thinks that's not normal. But I <laughs> got more views on that story than I have ever anything in my life, I think. I'm talking career stuff. I'm talking when I've been so in movies, weird. when I've been on TV shows. I'm talking uh, when I was recently, uh, when I recently announced that I was motto in cars. Yes. Nope, not as many views on that story. More Fair. views on that still photo of a beautiful drink. <laughs> I don't understand the internet. I don't understand how to win the internet. I just don't. <laughs> you, you do. You have to post pictures like you did and look like an influencer. Is that all it takes? They're like, thank God her face isn't in it. Yay. <laughs> No, I can't roll my eyes back enough. I keep getting ads for things. I feel like somehow it must pick up on the fact that I do social media for a couple of people. Um, and I don't yeah. mean like people. I mean for places of business. So I keep Companies. getting ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For uh, classes on how to photograph food for social media and things like that. Amazing. That's Which I want to roll my eyes at. You probably already know a that. skill I lack in. No, I don't. Because I'm telling you, I always feel bad. And even sometimes Alan's like, maybe don't post that picture. It doesn't look so good. Lighting is key. I mean, <laughs> that makes a huge thing. So Lighting I would always post pictures of my friend's restaurant every time we're there because I wanted people to see and like give them the nudge. And because it's like dimly lit and we always sit on their beautiful patio with like light candlelight. It doesn't look very appetizing. And I asked him, my friend right. takes pictures that he posts. I'm like, why are your pictures so good? He's like, because I take them in natural light. I do it. Yeah. Like early in the day. I'm like, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, that does make a big difference. Uh, sometimes when I post a picture of my face, people are like, oh, my God, you, your skin is porcelain. Blah, blah, blah. 
No, it's just that I stood in front of a window. It just blows everything out. <laughs> right? Or a good old ring light can do wonders. Yeah, yeah. Right? I know somebody that could use a ring light. Uh, uh, yeah, I have Her name one. Now that I'm rhymes with this... Pesica Jung. That's what it rhymes with. <laughs> Maybe it would take that gray tone away from my skin, too. <laughs> I don't know. I can't see any features on your face because our internet connection is so poor. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Hopefully this audio comes through, y'all. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, uh-huh. Should we go ahead and get into our rants? Let's do it. You know, I guess I feel we like should I tell should each have... other. We've been, we've been gone for a bit, so I feel like I should tell people what we do. Shh. <clears throat> Sure. Well, we did tell in the last one. We had our comeback episode. Did we? Mm-hmm. That was a, a very weeks ago? long one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Well, okay, then I won't tell people. I'm not sure why you stopped me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what we do. If you want to say what we do in the podcast, sure. I thought you meant what we've done. No, no, what we do. <laughs> We are the Rants and Raves podcast. We like to rant out things that are sometimes important, sometimes not. Mm-hmm. Get all that frustration and angsties out, and then we fill up with goodness. That's all I meant. That's right. And then if you want to tell people how to get a hold of us, sure. We could toss that in. We definitely it's like we've never want done to hear this before. from you. I know. You know what? <laughs> There's something in the air. Mercury is in retrograde. Mercury is in retrograde. Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> Y'all get those messages rolling in. We are back. Okay. You can mm-hmm. find us and message us at the Ransom Raves podcast. That is both on Instagram and Facebook on Twitter at raves underscore the, you can send us an email directly at the Ransom Raves podcast at gmail.com or go to the website, hit the contact button, www.theransomravespodcast.com. A hiccup and half burp to end that. Pardon me. Yeah, I'm not sure what kind of power I have to get rid of stuff like that. This is all new to me. This, so I we'll know. see. <laughs> all right. Well, who's up first then? Oh, I am got, for oh, a. You are yes. Rant. Ooh, y'all, this is coming off the tails of me. So, you know, I've talked about this before. Um, Camp Improv Utopia is a big part of my life. I am a board member and I am a teacher there. And Dana was one of our teachers and sadly was supposed to be at our Ireland camp, which I think we mentioned sadly was canceled due to COVID. It's kind of on uh, indefinite hiatus for a number of reasons, again, due to the pandemic and it being out of the country. But um, I... Uh, went to three of our camps this year. I went to our Cambria camp. And then more recently, I was on the East Coast in the Poconos and then in Yosemite this past weekend, which was incredible. So you've heard me talk about it before. I'm a big proponent of national parks. Yosemite mm-hmm. has had my heart for many, many years. Please, if you are ever in California, go to Yosemite. If you live in California, I'm begging you. So many people grew up here and have never been. Go, just go. If you live anywhere near a national park in this country, go on a trip alone with a friend, with your family, whatever. Just do it. 
<clears throat> now don't go alone my... because there's a high murder rate at national parks. I'm just saying people disappear all the time. <sighs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> also, I get scared because one of my friends will hike alone at Joshua Tree, and I'm like, I'm not trying to be a creep, but God forbid you fall. There's no reception sure. out here. Injuries. No one's. Please yeah. don't. But more people so, disappear from national parks than anybody realizes. Do a deep dive. It's terrifying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's why I stick with a group. A big group. Yeah. Um, so I do um, arts and crafts at our camps. I teach yeah, at Yosemite. Yeah, what do you call it for short? A's and C's. I hate it. Dana I can't accept it. that a brave. I can't Dana accept got that a brave. real upset with that. So his AC is air conditioning. That's why (laughs) I do the arts and crafts at our camps and I take great pride in it. And I have some serious problems with heating crafting tools. What do I mean by heating or heated? I'm talking about hot glue guns and wood burners. So I've been amassing those. Like I saved my Michael's coupons and my rewards so I can get like 50% off one item. I wait so I can buy yet another wood burner, right? So we can Mm -hmm. have multiple ones going and spoiler alert, because some people don't listen and press too hard and break my tips off into the wood burner and then it can't be used. Yeah, you don't have to press that hard. It's burning the wood. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what is my anger and rant about this? These are things that are scalding hot that can do mm-hmm. serious damage if mm-hmm. they touch your skin. And they come with the jankiest, weakest stands. I'm putting my hands in quotes because it's a <laughs> little thin lighter than a feather piece of metal to hold a tool that's at least a pound yeah and you well, put that down and vroom, right in your lap sends you a permanent brand right in your crotch <laughs> you're not it wrong makes, they are bad right it makes me furious and as i'm saying this i forgot to mention it to alan because i legit want to see if he can like with his tools take a lathe or a whatever kind of saw or thing and dig out a thing so that I can set the tool in there and not have it burn through that, but have a proper stand to hold it in because they are constantly flying off, almost hitting people, smashing the ground, which can also break them or break the tip off. It's nonstop. Also the same with a glue gun. Why doesn't that come with a little cup that holds that shit that's oozing out, that's going to stain or get on your table or whatever else. And also, you ever accidentally touch something you just glued with a hot glue gun to press it down? It ain't Elmer's. No. It's hot. (laughs) Why don't they come with, like, protective gloves, uh, a rig to hook it in? Like, nothing. These are scalding hot crafting tools. You're not wrong. You can buy them at the 99 cent store as if they're toys for children. What at the 99 cent store? A wood burner? Glue glue guns and stuff. Oh, yeah. Those are those little teeny ones, which are also light as a feather. They don't even have a metal stand. 
No, sometimes they just have these little they have these little plastic nubbies as if it's supposed to balance on the plastic nubby like T Rex arms. It's an it's an <laughs> the insult. little ones. It's an insult. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. I've bought them. It's an insult to the human race and to any crafter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. So if anyone oh, has boy, any ideas, I do. I am. Well, and you know what? It's legitimately called a glue gun. And you're not going to have more safety precautions than just willy-nilly hand them out. Seriously. If anyone I mean, listening honestly. has suggestions, if you craft or have ever used one of these, I applaud and welcome and want to hear what you have to say as something to do with this. Because also that wood burner takes a long time to heat up. And a long time yeah. to cool off. I'll just add in another aside. This isn't, well, it is kind of a safety issue. But do you know how long you have to wait for that thing to fully cool down to unscrew the nib to put in a different one? Like if you have the chisel tip and you want to mm-hmm. do the fine dot points, you got to let that thing cool down for a freaking hour before you can unscrew it. Nobody's got time for that. No, so I didn't why didn't it come with gloves? Story, like I got <laughs> bored in the middle of the story. <laughs> you know what? No, when that resin turns question. over on you one day and burns you, you're going to be running. Oh, some people running to me for resin. answers. There's no heat involved unless I want to get some air bubbles out, and then I use my heat gun, which then goes back to your problem. It doesn't have a good enough stand, so I get it Is in some heat- ways. Is your heat gun sort of like my embosser that I had when I used to make stationery? Yes. It's like a glorified yeah, hair dryer. Yes, but very hot. Okay. Burnt myself mm-hmm. with that a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, a, a, a wood burner is more of a tool. Like, you have to buy that at Harbor Freight. So, there's that. No, I Michaels has them. Well, sure. But, like, it's not, you're not buying that when you do a craft run out to five below. That's more like no. that's a bigger deal. But a hot glue gun, anybody can get them. They pass them out like candy. I know. They even have them they in need the to, one you're spot right. at Target. Yeah, you got to make them better. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You need to make them better. They safer. Do, they ruin things. Make safer. them safer. Have a holster. I've never. Holder. A holster. A holster. <laughs> like I'm going to put it I, on me. Like, like it's a, a gun. In the wild like a west. Real... Yes. I. <sighs> <laughs> you know what? I would love a hot glue gun holster. I am a hundred percent. I can't imagine. Guns, but I, I would embrace a holster for a hot glue gun as long as it was protective. No, I can't imagine what that kind of power wielding would do to you. Just based on this conversation, <laughs> I don't trust it. <laughs> oh my god! Rant <laughs> over. Rant over. It's a legitimate rant for real. It is aggravating. Yes. <laughs> my rant this week is equally as um like important okay. oh yes that's what i meant thank you dana <laughs> okay and mine comes with the added benefit of me uh having a conversation with a young person so mm-hmm. jessica and i have talked a lot lately about how like we's getting oldies mm-hmm. we are turning we don't have grandchildren, but we're legitimately in a physical way becoming grandmas. Am, am I off track? No, you are not. 
face. Okay, I'm not I proud of look, it. I may look fresh as a daisy. I don't. Uh, you might think, oh, coins could bounce off her fluffy little cheeks and then the, the cheeks would just poof right back out. No, I am falling apart. Okay, so Jessica and I have talked. We both have arthritis in our necks. Really been dealing a lot with that. Uh, I got a new exercise tip I'll give to you offline, by the way. It's lovely. Um, so there's that. My knees are going bad, and I know that's going to happen because my dad's getting ready for his third knee replacement. No. <gasps> yeah. They're He's got some scar tissue time. in there. That's Well, it's not going to be as horrible, but some scar tissue has created a strand, like a string that keeps getting caught on his new knee. And when oh, it no. pulls off, it snaps like a rubber band and hurts him. So, yeah. So that's my future. So, aye, aye, aye. anyway, I, like, along with that, too, my son's getting older. I mean, we got, you know, he's going to have to start wearing deodorant. He's using, washing his face at night. Like, he's getting to be a man. I don't know how to deal with it. Um, my husband is. Oh, my God. It just murders my heart. I don't know how it's happened so fast. I know. My husband, on the other hand, looks all of 28 years old, never ages. Not a wrinkle or a gray hair on him. All I've ever wanted is a wrinkle and a gray hair. I've always liked older men. What's (laughs) happening? I've been cursed with this baby. (laughs) (laughs) I keep aging and he's frozen in time like a big F you to my face, okay? So, anyway, I'm Having this conversation, and it's one of these Instagram videos that's like, life in the 80s, right? And I don't know if I sent it to you. I think it made me mad. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's this video footage in hallways in 1989 specifically. And it's just kids waving at the camera. And it's all the things that we grew up with, Jessica. The big hair, the cocker spaniel perm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. The floof. The floof of bangs, then the spiral the perm that just oozes. Yes, and then the spirals just ooze down your body flat awful. to your head. It's not attractive. It's awful. So I'm just going to start off by I, – I was having a discussion with our young friend, Kate, who just got married. And I sent her that video, and I was like, I legit had that Cocker Spaniel hair. Like, it's awful, right? <laughs> so I'm going to read you the conversation that ensued because – it made me realize something, and I hope everyone will take this into consideration. So she says, I can't believe you got to grow up in the 80s. Ugh. Okay. I responded, got to, question mark, question mark, all caps, had to. Ugh is right. I was not cool. The colors were not ideal for a redhead. Those neon colors, not great. Not great on an albino redhead. Um, the 80s were ugly. Blech. That was my response. <laughs> she goes, no, I would have loved to grow up then. I, I could see that the colors for redhead weren't great, but I just love the 80s. It looked so fun. This is not what she sounds like, by the way. I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> it's just a vocal representation of how annoyed I was with her thinking the 80s are cool. Okay. <laughs> I said, and this is the truth. This is what broke my heart, Jessica, because it's so true. Mm-hmm. That's because the only footage of the 80s was taken by rich kids who had the money for camcorders as toys. They were all pretty and happy and cool and had dermatologists. 
You never witness the reality of awkward, normal, poor kids. Trust that. That's what I typed. Trust that. Period. (laughs) She goes, okay, fair. And most movies depicting the 80s are jazzing it up. I said, yep, rich and beautiful, even if the story is about normal high school kids. Do you know what a revelation that was? So you understand, Jessica, that today our children, and even ourselves, because it's a necessary evil for things like Mm -hmm. your job, my job, whatever, social Mm -hmm. media, we're all taking pictures of ourselves. We're all, like, everything is documented. I'm like, I bought a new plant today. I must show it to you. Right? (laughs) Every little thing. Yes. Not back then. None of us poor kids were represented. It was only the kids who had everything, and they were beautiful. Until Roseanne. And they I'm saying yeah, that, that was show was probably the like, first show that like showed uh, middle. And when I say middle America, I just mean like middle of sure. the road family. Right. Right. Of course. And, and TV and movies were the only thing that was representative of what we put yes. in our faces, our eye holes and brains. Um, and, you know, like our, our, where our memory domes. <laughs> so like, People are idealizing the 80s of like, look at these kids having fun. They got their ponytails and their fuzzy hair. Let me tell you something about that hair. Only the rich kids who went and got trained how to have that hair were able to have it without getting those crusty hairspray flakes or one side being taller than the other or dealing with a cowlick. Okay? Nobody was having fun in their two thick sweatshirts with yellow, blue, and orange geometric shapes. That was for rich kids. I thought I was lucky if I got to go to Kmart and get one item from the Jacqueline Smith collection, and that was the coolest shit I had in my closet. Jacqueline Smith! And if you don't know who Jacqueline Smith is, that tells you where I was on the cool scale. She was in Charlie's Angels in the 70s and ended up with a bitch gorgeous. We ended up with a clothing line at Kmart. I know. I know. That's the real 80s. Take your fun-loving glasses off and realize the 80s were not fun or beautiful. We survived. When you sent me this, I was laughing so hard. And then I started like peeling back and thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, I know the two like biggest shows of the 80s for people of our age demographic to watch were both dealing with the extremely rich. And we're talking about different strokes. Yeah. Yeah, Those two kids were adopted by a millionaire. Okay, right. Mr. Right. Drummond, Mr. Drummond adopted Todd. What was his last name? <laughs> Todd Bridges and Gary <laughs> Coleman. Yes, and, Gary and then Coleman. excuse me, what was following that? <laughs> we still don't Mr. know Belvedere? where she came from, right? Unless she was an aside with uh, Mrs. Garrett. Oh. Remember, Mrs. Garrett was. <laughs> Yeah, the, I'm going to look uh, like her when I get old. Keeper. I think Facts yeah. of Life was a spinoff because of Mrs. Garrett on Because of Mrs. Garrett. Stroke. 
But then it was, and Google her. That's what I'm going to look like when I'm old. I did an old age filter on the camera, kids. I'm going to be Mrs. Garrett. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm not mad about She's it. She's also all of four eleven. She's one of the tiniest humans you've ever seen in your life. That's how tall I'm going to be. My mom always <laughs> said she was five two. She said, "Oh, I'm five two. I say I'm five three. My mama ended up a full four foot four. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but what? Rich. And then Silver Spoons? Rich kid. He had a running train going through the house. Through his house. And all of his yeah. friends were rich. Jason Bateman was rich. Wait. Alfonso Ribeiro was rich. Wasn't Webster rich? He lived in a big house. There was a big <gasps> staircase. And to me, if you Ma'am, had stairs, you George. were rich. He sure was rich, but especially when saying. they went to look at that house where he went behind the grandfather clock and ended up yes! in a room with a dead child's ghost. That on is a very an episode special I don't episode. Remember. It must have been a very special. Ma'am, George, George Papadopoulos, <laughs> former NFL player. Anyway, I'm like, then I started thinking about what are people going to see now? And I'm like, well, either everything exists in the cloud, right? So, like, either there's going to be no history of us. Because sure. <laughs> it's all going to be eaten up by the internet somehow. Um, or people are going to think that we lived in these tiny, whatever the four by one, 16 yes. by nine ratio of a story is that we all lived in these tiny rooms. Because that's 100%. all you can see. In any of our postings and in any of our memory stuff is like just that sliver of a view that's just our face and body. It's insane. I will tell you, yeah. too, it is but interesting. But that's why people think – that's why the Go 80s on. are glamorized, I think, because there's not a true view of what normal life was like. Even right? if you turned on the TV in the middle of the day, what did you see, Robin Leach? Lifestyles of the rich and famous. The rich and famous. It was always oh my, God, my mom that. watched that like it was church. Like it was okay. church we watched that show. Uh-huh. Because we <laughs> that all. That and entertainment tonight. Oh, my God, yes. So I will tell you, years ago when I went to China for work, I was on this tiny little island that there's like a famous music school on and a lot of European settlers settled on this island. And so uh-huh. this young college student, I'll never forget her, Jojo, so adorable, took my boss and I around and she kept saying, oh, I bet uh, she was like shocked that I was amazed at how beautiful the properties were and all this. And then finally she said, she seemed confused and she said, it must look like your house. And I'm like, my house i'm like i live in an apartment that the ceiling's crumbling down on what are you talking about and then i realized all she ever saw and this is interesting also to give perspective on how people view americans she lives in a communist country and everything is controlled with what they see so the rare glimpses that she got into seeing quote american life was like Uh upshots of palm trees down beverly drive like at the opening of 90210 and i said oh no 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 she thought everyone in america lived like that everyone she just thought we all were rich and all had big houses and blah 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 so it's very fascinating how things are perceived again through a lens 
as opposed yes. to reality. It's not an accurate representation. No, not at all. Not, uh-uh. Ugh. Anyway, I couldn't decide if I wanted to rant about that or uh, earlier when you mentioned in the green room, I think you said something about targeted advertising. And I keep getting mm. this advertisement for Uribe butt cream. And the woman is very cute. She has beautiful blue eyes and she's very normal. I think she created it, whatever. But she keeps telling me how to spread my butt cheeks and go like this with it because then there's no crotch smell. And I'm tired of it. I bet it's a wonderful I'm product. Sorry? You know what? I might end up buying it. I don't know. I don't think I have a lot of swamp ass going on, but she makes me feel like I do. (laughs) She's like, and this is the way you put it on, just a little dollop, and then I'm going to show you. No, I'm not really, because we all love those kind of setup jokes. And then she goes like this, and we're recording video, so hopefully you guys will get to Uh see it. She puts her little fingertips just in the beginnings of your crack, but then as you slide up and down the roundness, I don't know who's no. round, but she's no. she's shellacking. No. 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 But then no. you you ease that cream into your butt crack, and supposedly it keeps you from having crotch smell. Now, I don't know where that stuff's sliding around to, but it frightens me. I got a lot of really sensitive equipment down there. My eyes are popping <laughs> out. And Maybe that should have been my rant. I don't know. They're equally upsetting. This is bringing me back to somebody, the 80s. Very apropos. Somebody's gonna... <laughs> Remember when ma- magazines had ads to send away for free products? They were real happy to send free samples of shit out at no charge. Uh, uh-huh. My mother caught me, because I was all into magazines, even at a young age. My mom caught uh-huh. me sending off for stuff that, A, I think half the time I didn't know what it was, or B, didn't even need it in general. Uh-huh. Like, even before I was at an age where I had my period, I was sending off for free tampons and pads. Amazing. I sent off for FDS. Remember those commercials? FDS uh-huh. woman, so very confident. And it wasn't was she like, an ice skater or something? Yes! <laughs> it was like a spray for your crush. For your kukaki. Yes. And my mom sat me down for that talk as a OBGYN nurse of how you never put anything scented up there. You don't up in there or anything else because it will kill and destroy the natural bacteria that Machinery. we have need. Yeah. My mom was so upset by that. Like freaking out that I was sending off for fds i just thought it was like yeah. a body spray that's how they made it seem oh for cur- sure they made it seem like the axe ads these days for men like just gross life will be attracted to you between your legs your life is going to be better when the between legs smells like a bouquet of flowers. so disgusting and disturbing if you don't like the smell of a lady, as long as we're all, like, normally hygienic, then you might not like ladies. I'm just going to say it. You might not like ladies. Because every man that uh, has had their face near my stuff seemed very happy. Okay. <laughs> all right. Different show. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Ooh, I hope my dad's not listening. Okay. For that matter, I hope your dad's not listening. Okay. Quite a quite a time to take a cleansing breath. Ugh. And let's close out this chapter on the 80s and my vagina. 
and close. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, those are our rants for what they're worth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we like to get that all out. And this is like a staple of our show that I sometimes forget. It's the cleansing breath. This is mm-hmm. what's going to make you feel good for the day. You don't realize mm-hmm. it right now, but you're listening to these crazy women talk. I don't look particularly wonderful, but I think I need to put this video on the internet somewhere. Um, but what I am going to give to you today and what Jessica is going to give to you today is this one cleansing breath. You're going to feel better. Yes. Scream it out if you got the chance. If you're out in public and you don't feel comfortable doing that because you fear arrest. Or if you can have any reason. You could say because Jesus, I don't want to scream. I don't care. You don't have to. Do it if you can and you want to. We're going to take a deep breath okay. in. realized my fingernails look horrible these two blank ones were white and they have halloween stickers on them but i did the dishes i did the dishes and that's why housework is evil to women you can't expect us to look pretty and clean i'm sorry you can't that's why like i do not get my nails done a often but i do it Mm -hmm. like the day before something remotely special meaning not the day-to-day same old because they're done like Two hours later, they're chipped and they're done. Are you getting yeah, in there unless and start you do cleaning gel. or doing something? Forget it. I'm not doing gel. It takes three hours to melt it takes off long... your fingers. That's the part. Getting it off is the worst. Yes. Because I'll end up just letting it grow out till it looks like some, oh, she chose to do some funky kind of Press new manicure. Nail. No, that's grow out. That's grow <laughs> out. That's not a half moon. That's not a half moon dip on my nail. That's grow out. I told you, if someone ever comments on that and you might get complimented, just say, oh, thank you, because somebody thought I had a reverse French manicure, and it was because my nails were about two months grown out. Yeah. So just say, oh, thank you, it's a reverse French. Yeah. The only thing I will say is don't bite them off, y'all, because did I send you that video the other day of all the creatures living under your fingernails? No. All them little all them little bugs you chomping on when you chew your nails. Oof. No. Don't be chomping no little bugs. Don't I'm be chomping scared. on your fingernails. It's gross. Okay, let's move on to our corners. Hey, Jessica, are you ready for corners? I sure am. Okay, here we go. Oh, wow. Well, that is perfect for this. This is coming okay. to us from the Good News Hub. And you better hold on to your hat oh, for like this that. one. Woman okay. who smells Parkinson's disease helps scientists develop diagnosis test. I'm sorry, did you say dog? I said, woman, she might be part Cocker Spaniel. There's a callback for you. A woman can smell (laughs) Parkinson's disease with incredible accuracy and is now helping scientists to develop a test to diagnose it. Joy Milne is a retired nurse from the Scottish town of Perth. She developed the ability to detect Parkinson's after sniffing the disease on her husband 12 years ago before he was officially diagnosed. What? I've had, 
He had this musty, rather unpleasant smell, especially around his shoulders and the back of his neck, and his skin had definitely changed, she said. Joy wasn't aware that the odor she was smelling was Parkinson's disease. She only linked the smell to the condition after her husband's diagnosis when the pair visited a Parkinson's UK support group. Joy detected the same scent amongst the people there who had the same distinctive smell. After hearing about Joy's extraordinary ability, scientists were inspired to develop a swab that could be used to diagnose the disease. The team from Manchester University developed the skin swab test, which analyzes sebum from the skin on a patient's back. Patients with Parkinson's were tested as well as a healthy control group. The test had an amazing 95% accuracy in test conditions. In the sebum samples, the scientists found 4,000 compounds, of which 500 were different between those with Parkinson's and those in the control group. There isn't currently a chemical test for Parkinson's, with thousands of people on the waiting list for a neurological consultation to be diagnosed. Professor Perdita Baran, who led the research, says that these tests could be used in GP's surgeries in the future and diagnose people in as little as three minutes. At the moment, we have developed it in a research lab, and we are now working with colleagues in hospital analytical labs to transfer our tests to them so that it can work within an NHS environment. We are hoping within two years to be able to start to test people in the Manchester area. Unreal. That is incredible. I mean, I've heard of dogs being able to sniff out cancer and, you know, uh, when seizures are coming on, they can sense it coming. I've never heard of a person. No. But it makes sense to me. Don't you notice that you smell different when you don't feel well? I notice that about myself. Yes. I've also noticed as I age, I smell different, which I'm assuming would be some sort of component of my hormones or whatever, like. My body yes. odor smells different to me right mm-hmm. now than it did when I was young. And it feels mm-hmm. like there's a stranger inside me. I don't like it. <laughs> totally. No, I'll but be again. Like, Who stinks? And then it's me. And I'm like, I didn't recognize her. Yep. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> of it's course. <laughs> it's also freaky because I. We've talked about this many times. Like, we all are guilty of going, eh, it's probably nothing, or eh, mm-hmm. it'll be okay, or this will pass, or it's just a crick in my neck, or whatever it is. Totally. If you think something's weird, look into it. Got to. Like, got to. She can't be the first person that noticed a smell, but she's the first person clearly that acted on it and like tried to start putting two and two together, right? Well, maybe, though, maybe she is the first person. Who knows? Like, I feel like you have to have a special olfactory uh, talent for something like that, right? I don't know. I don't know. Although I said I I can can smell smell things a mile away. Maybe they should hire me. Mm, Is that a job you want? No. Goats sniffing out disease? (laughs) I vomit because of odor. Yeah. Yeah. I vomit because of everything, but we know that. (laughs) I could literally vomit right now. I was thinking, do I need to get up and get a bagel? Um, anyway. <laughs> Don't say ooh me. Don't ooh me. <laughs> that's a, that statement should have been like, 
your response as a human and a friend should have been like, oh, Dana, but you go, Because <laughs> <laughs> I have been with you when you have thrown up. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Hilarious. Okay. Um, I have a, that was an oh, wow corner, by mm-hmm. the way, Jessica, that you had. That is really yes. wow. I know some people with Parkinson's. Right. It's a devastating disease. I hope early yes. detection can can save some people from um, the deterioration that happens else yes Yes. correct yeah um my corner i actually have a corner that you enjoy jessica and Mm. the reason you enjoy it is to introduce it could you please introduce my corner looks like we have a weirdo of the week you're weird you're so very weird why must you bring your weirdness here yeah. Uh I have a very very fun one. It's from one of my faves, uh Oddity Central, written mm-hmm. by Spooky. Is mm-hmm. anyone surprised? Here we go. This is Oddity Central by Spooky. Raincoat man arrested after stealing 360 women's raincoats. Now, this might shock you or may not. I knew of this man, Jessica. I have heard what? of this man. I have read about this man. Yes. Because it's been going on a long time. Let me read for you. A Japanese man obsessed with women's raincoats has been dubbed Raincoat Man after stealing a total of 360 raincoats over a period of 13 years. A 51-year-old man was recently arrested in Osaka, Japan after being identified as the locally famous Raincoat Man. A mysterious thief who authorities had been trying to identify for over a decade. Yoshido Yoda who worked as a newspaper delivery man, was apparently obsessed with a garment known as a kappa, a plastic or vinyl poncho worn over one's clothes to protect them from the rain. Upon searching his home, police found a staggering number of kappas, 360 in total, the oldest ones having been stolen in 2009. Sources from Osaka police revealed that Yoda's modus operandi had him following women who he saw riding bicycles or simply checking parked bicycles painted in feminine colors and looking for unattended kappas. He found one. If he found one, he would snatch it for his collection and then make himself scarce. I would say that the the language in this article is a little biased. To say that Mm -hmm. he snatched it is a little biased, but he did take it. (laughs) Yoshino Yoda started stealing women's raincoats in 2009, but investigators believe that at least 320 of the garments found in his possession were stolen in the last nine years. He was so good at stealing coppas that he became known as the raincoat man among those trying to catch him. Asked what, here's where it gets creepy, okay? Because you're like, oh, this kind of cute. Maybe, mm-hmm. 360 is a lot. <laughs> Asked why he went for raincoats of all female garments he could have stolen. Yoda said that he got as excited seeing women in raincoats as he did seeing women in lingerie. Excuse Police- me? <laughs> Police estimate that he caused 1.12 million yen or $7,800 in damages over his 13-year-long criminal career. And listen. It's, it's an odd behavior. Like, go buy your own raincoat. Don't be stealing okay. my raincoat because you like to look at what you've deemed as lingerie. And I'm sorry, but you, I do believe it's a very short step. You're already stalking the women and taking an item that belongs to them. It's a very short leap to Dahmer. I mean, kidnapping, eating, all of it. It's a very short leap. It's a, it's a baby step. 
okay. Right? <laughs> Is that extreme? <laughs> You're silent. <laughs> I'm just. It's a baby step to Dahmer. <laughs> what do I need to do to get paid to be considered sexy in a large, oversized piece of plastic covering my body as opposed to thin, lacy lingerie, which barely covers you? There. Because I yes, will volunteer. Don't even say that. No, don't even say it because you, we are a niche. There are men who like BBWs, big, beautiful women. Uh-huh. So don't even say it unless you mean it because we could have this podcast fully funded in a nanosecond. <laughs> That's really true. Oh my God. Don't tempt. Don't tease oh me, Jessica. My God. Hilarious. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry, Yoda. You're a creep. I'm sorry. I- I'm not yes. even sorry. I'm sorry that I'm speaking so rudely with my language. You're a creep. Oh, my God. Yoda. <laughs> That's my weirdo of the week. Hilarious. Uh, Thank buy you. Buy your own raincoat. Buy it yourself. They're not cheap. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, even when no. you go to Universal and you're at one of those Whale Gallagher shows. It's not a Whale Gallagher show. <laughs> Oh my god. People don't Gallagher. even know who Gallagher is anymore. They don't. Anyway, when you buy those buy those ponchos for like, oh, I want to go to Water World, but I want to sit real close, but I don't want to get wet. Yep. Then pay thirty dollars for zone. a poncho. That's yep. right. That's right. Splash zone. Not sexy. Not it's not at sexy. All. I don't look at those people up front at whale shows or water world or whatever you want to do and go look at those sexy motherfuckers up front. That doesn't happen in my brain. <laughs> um, I used to sit in the splash zone when I used to patronize SeaWorld. Uh, that's a mm. story for another time, but I think you all can know how I feel sure. about that. Uh, I did. I stopped yeah. going once it occurred to my brain that that water is filthy and i'm just getting it splashed in every orifice by sitting in that splash zone i started sitting way up in the top you know there's some meningitis in there there's probably some brain eating buggies in there i mean you know it's all in there i'm sure it's nasty 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 yeah are you yawning (laughs) i did and i tried to like hide it and cover it i'm like Well, it's fine. I've bored you enough. Um, Are you ready to move into the best part of our show? I didn't even coffee. I just drank this. Not an ad. Not not Uh, a sponsor. Just this monster drink. And I have another one in the fridge that I was like, should I break that open just to get through the day? It's fully two fifteen. I had a very (laughs) small, weak cup of coffee, and that does not cut it for me. No, I need like five point two gallons. This is something that made me really happy. Wait. Um, well, but, yes. but pause. Are we ready to go in? Are we fully into raves? Yeah. We've arrived. We're in the rave room. Yes. <laughs> I like these sound effects. <laughs> I do too. So I don't know if um, you are familiar with Abbott Elementary. It is a very enjoyable I show, am. I believe. Two seasons, I think now. Um, it's a great, I think so yeah, great cast, great show. Again, like 
I'm very critical of sitcoms over the last decade or so. This is the first one, honestly, since Modern Family, where I'm like, oh, this is a good show, and I enjoy watching it when I can catch it. Oh, um, I love that. So, did you know that young... someone, someone you know, what? was on Modern Family? Really? Yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> I was on Modern Family. Uh, I'm trying to hold on to any last vestiges of success. Uh, <laughs> Please continue. Oh my God. Still like my favorite uh, from the last 20 years without question. Ugh, it really it is. Was, I was a fan before I was, before I worked. Yes. I, I only auditioned for it six times and never made it on, but you know what? <laughs> it's the thought that counts. It's, is it? Okay, good. You'll have to take me to lunch and tell me that about Grey's Anatomy. Okay, keep going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this young lady just won an Emmy, um, actually, in one of the other um, start two of the uh, main characters won Emmys, and it was amazing. And if you missed the Emmys, I'm sorry. Uh, but also crazy for, is, for a relatively new show. Yes. It's, it's kind of crazy. But for, one of the for, women has know, been in the game for 40 years and just got an Emmy. Right. So she, right. she's so. been, she's been playing her cards hard and finally got picked. Yeah. Um, this is Quinta Brunson. She is the star of the show. She is also the creator of the show. She is also the showrunner of the show. Major. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you can show run and be the lead. My hat's off to you, so young good. lady. She's all of 32 mm -hmm. years old. So she directed Abbott Elementary marketing money to buy school supplies for teachers. I this is her show. Do you know how badly teachers need that? Yep. She said, it's about being able to make those kinds of decisions that really excite me. Things that can really materially help people. The Ele Abbott Elementary star and creator said. She was able to make a difference in the lives of real teachers with her elementary school comedy. Brunson, 32. She's 32, y'all. Who is creator and showrunner of the hit ABC sitcom, revealed during an interview with NPR's Fresh Air that she shifted some of the show's marketing money to donate supplies to teachers. We chose to put the marketing money towards supplies, explaining that the production team and network agreed to reallocate some of it. It's about being able to make those kinds of decisions that can really help people. She also opened up mm -hmm. about the inspiration behind the series in which she stars as a second grade teacher at an under-resourced, predominantly black school in Philadelphia. She explained to Fresh Air that she has strong ties to the education system as the daughter of a teacher, and the school in Abbott Elementary is not unlike the school where her own mother taught years ago. Despite it getting harder, despite teachers not having all the support they need, despite kids growing even more unruly than they've been in recent time, she still loved the job, Brunson said of her mom. The beauty is someone being Aww. so resilient for a job that is so underpaid and so underappreciated because it makes them feel fulfilled. The comedian who starred in a black lady sketch show before creating Abbott Elementary also opened up about the special hidden meaning of the show's name. Brunson said she christened the sitcom after a teacher who helped her out 
when she switched schools in sixth grade. I was scared to go to the real world or what I looked at as the real world at the time. And Mrs. Abbott just took me under her wing. She said of the educator, she was an incredible teacher who put her all into it, making sure that her students feel special and ready for the world. Brunson has formed her own special bond with the children she works with on Abbott Elementary. In an adorable video posted to Twitter, she filmed the actors who played her students on TV saying goodbye to her as the TV show went on hiatus. I mean, first of all, more of this, please. Um, They still have the word out. Clearly, people know about this show somehow and are watching it. It's now won multiple Emmys. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. it's going to continue for a few more seasons. But... Mm -hmm. Uh, what an homage to her mother as a teacher. And can you imagine being that teacher and being touched by knowing that you touch someone's life so much that they named a show, like a critically acclaimed one at that after you, like yeah. what an honor. I, I love <laughs> it so much. And I love I too. you and I have talked about this either Mm -hmm. being told with people that you may have worked with over the years, how you've helped them or touched them. And the same with going back and discussing with teachers. I think I've spoken about this on an episode. I still have a really amazing relationship with my high school drama teacher who I adore. And he and I have maintained a relationship. We reconnected through social media years ago and I love it. And I'm so Mm -hmm. thankful for that. And I always tell him, I'm like, Here's my yearly post to you, letting you know, but you made a difference in my life. You had a huge impact on me and you're someone that I carry with me to this day. Absolutely. I think that's beautiful. I mean, you know, I think I've talked about it before too. I really only have one teacher that I'm like, that person cared about me and that's why she stuck out so bit. She was my third grade teacher. And I think she, like, I had Mm. other teachers that were kind to me. That's not what I'm saying, but like. I was just a student passing through the years. You know, this lady thought I was special. And Mm -hmm. this lady saw that I was a writer and entered Mm -hmm. my stuff into contests. And I won a big award that year. And that was the last time I really felt seen. You know, I talk a lot about how I was one of the invisible students. I was low middle class. I was not the smartest. I was not the dumbest. I was completely invisible. No one Mm -hmm. wanted to help me because I was going places and no one wanted to help me because I wasn't, right? I was just in that center, Mm -hmm. just flying through life on my own, like, whoa? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Teachers can make such a massive impact. Like my, my son's teachers, we've been so lucky. His teachers have been absolutely incredible. And the thing that breaks my heart is they kill themselves to do it. The time that they put in is unbelievable the money out of their own pocket i told you i make it a point twice a year i ask my son's teacher what can i bring to this classroom anything supplies kleenex board games whatever you need Mm -hmm. for this classroom tell me because she can't she's not making a bunch of money no to be bringing this stuff in money all the time all the time all the time yeah i love that i love that first of all (laughs) I don't know how she even got in a room to pitch a show at 32. I wasn't pitching at studios till I was in my 40s. So good on you, girl. Seriously. <laughs> and then I didn't sell. 
So, <laughs> but I love. I'll throw that she's in one taken... more thing. Oh, sorry. Go on. Go ahead. I love that she's taken her passion and her talent, and she's used it to give back to something that yes. made a massive impact on her life. It's amazing. Exactly. I also feel like I have to mention this because this was uh, last week. I babysat for a friend of mine. She went to see Pitbull in concert. Not, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, she's a fan, but not just because of that. She was his teacher and a mentor when he was a high school student. And she had just finished college and was a young teacher starting out. Uh, why am I telling you this? Because all these years later, 20 years later, he still credits her with being that person who saw something in him that pushed him. She said he was incredibly smart. She goes, I don't just mean smart, like brilliant. Like you meet those kids where you're like, this is a brilliant mind. And he, mm -hmm. you know, would like cut class sometimes or maybe not do the assignments. And she would sit with him and beg him, be like, please, you've got to come to class. You're better than this. And was constantly trying to build him up. And she saw that he was into writing also. It's interesting that you say mm -hmm. that. So she really tried to push him to write. He then ended up taking her to a rap battle, okay, to watch. Oh, wow. He cut to now 20 some odd years later. Not only did he speak and he names her on The View. He was a guest on The View and my friend didn't even know and people called her freaking out. They're like, uh, Pitbull just talked about you on The View. And she's like, what? Also, he <laughs> puts up a picture of her on his current tour. So she went and it was at the Hollywood Bowl and she was hysterically crying. Her sister took a video of it. He said, I, I have a very special person in the audience tonight, Miss Hope Martinez. Aww. And I need Aww. to thank her and he credits her for believing in him. Also, he's a huge philanthropist in the Miami area. And one of his big mm -hmm. things is education. Love and he it. as big as a star as he's been. And whether you like him as a performer or not, she said he is somebody who recognizes where he came from. He's very mm -hmm. humble and he's always trying to give it back. And he always thanks. And she, he still to this day thanks her. And I just oh, thought I it was that. so beautiful. It's like teachers make a difference. And here, 20 mm -hmm. some odd years later, he's one of the biggest stars in the world. And he's thanking my dear, sweet friend yeah, uh, for what she did for him 20 years ago. It's amazing. So I think that's kudos awesome. again to the teachers. Dana and I are always going to sing your praises. Always, always. If you're as yes. long as you're a good one, there's some stinkers out there, but we're trying oh, to weed God, them out. There sure is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my rave this week is really cool. It's about using kelp uh, to fight climate change. Mm -hmm. So this is from Spectrum News. Who wrote this article? Sarah Pia in Laguna Beach. Um, this is fascinating. I love it. <clears throat> Giant kelp forests are critical to Southern California oceans. They are home to over 800 species. That's really cool. Mm. They help erosion by damping wave energy, and they absorb carbon dioxide, which is key in curbing climate change. But stressors like pollution, overfishing, and warming waters all contribute to their demise. In 2002, marine biologist and Get Inspired founder Nancy Caruso began a journey to bring the kelp back with the help of hundreds of volunteers and thousands of students. 
Quote, Hmm. over the course of 10 years of hard work, diving three days a week, we were able to restore that ecosystem. Giant kelp thrives in cooler, nutrient-dense water, but in the last several years, a series of ocean heat waves were deadly for them. First, it was a phenomenon called the blob, followed by El Nino. So Caruso, along with volunteer divers Wayne and Julianne, are heading out to survey the kelp's health. This was really the first cold water year again to watch the kelp grow and to see how it rebounds from all of the stress. Underwater, the team is counting the kelp, its maturity, and looking for invasive algae species like sargasm, another kelp stressor. Hmm. I didn't know there were algae species that could stress out kelp. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But what they find is, a, is good news. Some mature kelp that's outlasted the warm spells, but lots of newer kelp. The young ones are this big, little babies. That's excellent. And it's still cool on the bottom, and they still have a chance to grow before the water gets warm this summer. Overall, seeing kelp in different stages of life is what Caruso considers a successful year but they can suffer again from warming oceans and out-of-balance ecosystems. I hope we continue to see the normal water temperatures and the normal cycles of cold and warm water and nutrients on our coast so that this can continue because when the kelp forests are thriving, then everything else thrives too. It's a promising Mm -hmm. start, but the work will continue to keep the kelp alive for the future of underwater forests and the future of our oceans. I love that. So this, um, this article... There's a link in it to, in 2002, Marine Biologists and Get Inspired Founders. So that's her organization, and it's getinspired.org. And you can go there and learn a lot about it. Uh, right on the front page, it says, Inspiring Stewardship and Curiosity for the Natural World Through the Exploration of Science. So I think that she's obviously working in other ways, too. Uh, it's a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Um, before ever seeing the ocean, Get Inspired's founder, Nancy Caruso, was inspired to become a marine biologist in the fourth grade. Oh, that's so cool. Science is all about asking questions. It takes a creative mind to ask the right questions. The future of scientific discoveries is only limited by our creativity. So they have um, the integration of the STEAM programming in their schools, which I believe Hmm. that we've talked about that before. So they have all these programs for children to help them learn how to uh, take care of our oceans, how to love them, how to keep them healthy. Getinspired.org. You can check out Nancy Caruso's organization. Yay. Mm -hmm. This is a total aside. I don't know if Spectrum is nationwide. It definitely kind of took over everything here. But I will say if you are somewhere that has Spectrum, check out Channel One, which is Spectrum News. I'm kind of obsessed, Mm -hmm. and that's where I learned about this lady. She was featured in a local thing, so they do nationwide news, but it's also very much geared around your local area, and I have been learning so much about things that go on in Los Angeles or within Southern California from restaurants to certain types of businesses that are Black-owned, women-owned, all of these different types of things that they highlight and something like this, this lady who is based in orange County and her work that is something yeah. that is going to affect the entire world. So seriously, check out spectrum news. If spectrum is your cable provider, because okay. I really enjoy their coverage and they have a really nice, um, I don't remember what it's called, but they have a show 
once a week where a reporter sits down with somebody and it's a really in-depth, like half an hour interview, an actor, hmm. or it could be, it doesn't have to be a celebrity. It's really cool. Anyways, I'm not trying to push Spectrum. They're doing just fine. But uh, Spectrum News really um, has some really nice stuff to offer. I love it. Well, and on her website, she says just sort of like an overview of, of what mm -hmm. um, Get Inspired does. It says, uh, from our classroom programs, opening up the doors for scientific discovery to conducting abalone, sur abalone surveys that create citizen scientists, we aim to work with and in our communities to inspire stewards for our natural places. I mm -hmm. love that. That's teaching people how to take care of our planet. Love it. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Do you want to tell everybody how to get a hold of us real quick? Yes. Please send us your thoughts, feelings, and everything in between to the Rants and Raves podcast. That is at Instagram and Facebook. On Twitter, we are at raves underscore the. You can send us an email at the Rants and Raves podcast at Gmail. Or you can hit the contact button at our website, www.theransomravespodcast.com. Love it. Jessica, it's been fun talking to you today. You too, my friend. Um, I'm going to end today with something uh, appropriate for my rant today. I, mm -hmm. Do you have any shows or anything you need to talk about that you are absolutely have to share people need to see? Just really quick, uh, yeah. Reboot. If you have Hulu, please check out Reboot. It's about the reboot of an 80s sitcom. It's starring Keegan-Michael Key, who I love. Paul Reiser. Oh, my God. Love him. And this is a very different role for him. And uh, you said you liked a man uh, with gray hair. Then I suggest you look at an older version of Johnny Knoxville because he's still oh, hot. I've seen him lately. And he's all I've white. seen him lately. I know, I and I'm loving it. I love yeah. it. I ran into That's him it. once on the stairs over at, over at Beachwood Canyon. Isn't that weird? Oh. Um, anyway. I wanted to end the show today with, uh, usually I like to share a point to ponder for the week. And so mm -hmm. this is dedicated to those young people that think the 80s was so great. Okay. <laughs> Just going to tell you a few things that happened in the 80s. Richard Pryor set himself on fire. Horrible. Yes. Okay. 1980. Yes. Horrible. Bar Marley dies things. of skin cancer. Mm -hmm. Yes, correct. It was tragic. On his horrible. toe. Bob Marley. On his toe. Okay, Jessica. We already know it's horrible. Well, you're talking about two of my favorite in... people. Okay, I wasn't going to go <laughs> into depth on any of it. I'm just reiterating why the 80s weren't fun. Okay. Uh, Pope John Paul II survives an assassination attempt. That was in 1981. Because he was in that Prince glass Charles... Pope mobile. Okay. okay. <laughs> Should I just pause after everyone and let you really drive home the horror? <laughs> okay. Prince Charles and Lady Diana Spencer are married. Tragic. Horrible. Ooh. Probably caused her death. Ooh. Ooh. I think um, we know how that turned now out. Now, here's. Yeah, here's a good one. Sandra Day O'Connor gets appointed to Supreme Court. So that was I good. remember that. Uh, yeah, 
uh, it was memorable on many levels, but considering it had never happened before, it was the first time she laid the groundwork for future justices like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sonia Sotomayor. Uh, so that was a good one. CDD, CDC recognizes the AIDS virus. Thank you, 80s. There's Ronald I only Reagan. Go on. Okay. I'm just reading Ronald Reagan. I mean, there's more to it. Announces the Star Wars defense plan. But since I'm just pointing out bad things about the 80s, I think I feel like all I need to say for my Democratic childhood is Ronald Reagan. Ew. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sally Ride becomes the first American woman in space. 1983. Why it takes so long? Why it takes so long? Okay. Uh, Michael Jackson releases the Thriller music video. Still don't know that dance and still feel like less of a person because of it at every wedding I attend. I was petrified of it, yet Steve I would Jobs? sneak down to watch it same. at night. Same. We were at that age. We were at that age. It was Why? Terrifying. I was petrified, we but I would, like, watch between my fingers, like, Because ah! we're drawn to horror. Everybody's naturally drawn to horror. Steve Jobs gets fired from Apple. Thank you, 80s. Oh. First ozone layer hole was discovered above the Antarctic. Great. Prozac Ooh. goes on sale and becomes the most prescribed antidepressant. Oh, boy. CDs take over the music world very briefly. Glad I bought all those CDs. First web page was created. Look where we are now. Oh, boy. <laughs> I guess that's it. The 80s sucked! Let's that's all I want to say. forget about all them yuppies. I, I, can't we just forget about the 80s? I know we're not supposed to, like, erase history. <laughs> but, like, for me... I, I wasn't having fun in, in the 80s. I was really trying to figure out who I was. I wasn't allowed to be who I was. I was overweight. The world hated me. I mean, honestly, it was not a good time for Dana Powell. And that's how we'll end the show. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy you. Also, look, I am straight up wearing a highway cone orange velour scrunchie. Now, Hilarious. that's where we're at. It's coming back. Yep. And I am here to push it back from whence it came <laughs> thank you for these memories of the 80s dana i'm gonna go take a nap and cry love you jessica <laughs> <laughs> love you see you next time yes ma'am bye